Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 215, Turkey Soup, and an interview with NWTF Board of Director candidate. And I am your host, and the guy who is back fresh from one heck of a squirrel hunt. I'll tell you a little bit more about that here shortly, but today, right now, this very second, we are 93 days, 9 hours, 55 minutes, and 12 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama, just over three months away. So I told you guys that I had one heck of a squirrel hunt this past weekend on my guy's trip when Yankee buddy John came down from Virginia and my buddies Todd and Eric both have squirrel dogs. They have feists and we went out Friday morning at around 7 30, 8 o'clock and hunted until about 3 and just had a fantastic time. We ended up killing 21 squirrels just Friday and I've got to say that there were probably only about three or four squirrels that the dog treed that we couldn't find that had gone into a hole or something in the tree. So pretty much the vast majority of the squirrels treed were killed. And that's just so much fun. If you guys have never squirrel hunted behind a dog, then you really need to do that. It's such a treat to watch those dogs work and it's amazing to me how much they hate squirrels. I mean sheer hatred of squirrels. (laughs) Okay this week I have a little turkey soup for you guys where we're going to talk about some turkey news but before I get into that I want to play the one interview that I have this week for the NWTF Board of Directors candidates to introduce this particular candidate to you. I planned on bringing two interviews to you guys this week, but one of the candidates that I had in mind for interviewing and had contacted actually declined the interview because she had a very close friend who passed away and there's just a lot of craziness 
going on surrounding that sad event right now. So, Marsha Polhamus, our prayers go out to you, your friends, family, and hope things get back to normal for you guys sometime real soon. So, Marsha will not be joining us for an interview at all, but next week I hope to bring you guys the interviews with the fifth and sixth candidates who are running for the board so that we can get our ballots submitted before Christmas and New Year's. This week, I have Shane Alexander from Tennessee. If elected, this will be Shane's first term on the board of directors. And Shane is probably, I don't know this to be a fact, but probably the youngest candidate who is running currently. But that doesn't mean that he's short on experience or ideas. So here is Shane Alexander from Franklin, Tennessee, and I'll see you guys on the other side. Hey everybody, I am glad to tell you that I have on the line with me today Shane Alexander, who is one of the candidates running for the NWTF Board of Directors this year, and as most of you know, our ballots have to be turned in pretty soon, within about the next three or four weeks, and so I wanted to get all the candidates on, and today I've got Shane, tricked him into coming on here with me, and chatting a little bit, and Shane, how are you and where are you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. I'm at home in my office here in Franklin, Tennessee. Good deal. Well, I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to come on with us today. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into turkey hunting, because those little clips that we get to read in the Turkey Country magazine, they tell us a little bit, but they don't tell us a whole lot. So give us a little more detail about yourself and tell us how you got into the sport of turkey hunting. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to. I'm 39 years old. I live right outside of Nashville in Franklin, Tennessee. I've been married to my wife, Angela, for 14 years now. Uh, We have two children. My daughter, Paula, is 11, and my son, Nathan, is 8. Very passionate about the conservation world. I'm a life member of just about every conservation organization I can think of, and very happy to, to do so. I tell people all the time that I'm not married to one conservation organization, but I am married to conservation, and However we can succeed, I'm all for that. I do believe that all conservation organizations are doing some great work, and for those reasons, I am very proud to support them. Mm-hmm. As, as a young kid, I grew up in West Virginia, where deer hunting and fishing were about the only outdoor recreation act- activities that I can remember. Turkeys were a rare sighting, and we did not have the opportunity to hunt them when I was a little kid. I moved to Nashville when I was 14. My father lived here. And that's where I got introduced into turkey hunting. I, di- I really didn't find much turkey success as far as hunting-wise until 2006 because my springs were so limited to growing up in high school and in college and being in professional baseball. I was gone during the springs, uh, so I didn't get too many opportunities to turkey hunt. But once I got out of professional baseball, I started to find some turkey success in the woods. And as my wife would say, that started an obsession with a fantastic animal that is something that I'll do for the rest of my life and want to pass on to everybody that I can touch. Yeah. So did you start out turkey hunting as a child with your with your dad or other family member? Yes, my dad and my uh, uncle were the ones that I really started turkey hunting with once okay. I when I got into it. Good deal. Well, I want to pick your brain about a well, turkey hunting story here in just a little bit but let's talk some business first so as i mentioned to everyone when we started this you're 
one of the candidates running for the NWTF Board of Directors. So tell us a little bit about why you are running for the board. Well, one of the reasons that I'm running for the board is I have a strong desire to work, do work on a national level that our local chapter obviously has been working on. I'd like to take it to a national level and help out however I can. One of the, one of the reasons why I'm running for the board of the NWTF is the NWTF is behind the R3 movement, the Recruit, Retain, and Reactivate movement, and you're starting to see uh, this program gain more and more momentum. A lot of the state wildlife agencies are starting to get behind it. The state of Tennessee really hasn't gotten behind this program yet, and I hope by being a board member that I could have some influence to change that here in the state of Tennessee. Uh, the, the states that have implemented this program have started to see a, a boost in hunting and outdoor recreation activities. So that, that's one of the reasons I find the R3 movement is very important at the end, and the end of TF is in support of that program. Right. Another reason I'm running for the board is something I plan to work on as a board member is our volunteer recruitment at the chapter level. And as a chapter president currently, I, I feel that that is one of the most important things for the NWTF or any conservation organization is the chapter level volunteers that are vital for our future success as hunters and outdoorsmen. It's, kind of, it's one of the things we want to work on is providing our chapter volunteers with the tools to help them recruit new volunteers, uh, whether that's through print media, videos, or any other type of media. By providing these volunteers with the proper tools, it will help everyone spread the exact same message because you see see a lot of discrepancies in some of the messages that are are spread within some organizations you know from county to county or town to town i get told all the time it's like well we didn't really know that this was going on or that this program was being implemented or the next county over they were doing that so that's one of the another reason and a, a, an important reason to me is is how can i help volunteer recruitment at chapter levels Right. So we, as members of the NWTF, we get the opportunity to vote for three of the six candidates who are currently running. And that obviously means we have three votes to throw out there. Can't vote for everybody. Why should we cast one of our three votes for the board of directors for you? That's a good question. And I guess a question that at some, at some points can can make you sound like you're bragging on yourself, but really, you know, I'm not any more special than any of the other candidates. They're all qualified volunteers and they do great things in their respective parts of the country. My wife and I donate a lot of time and resources and are very glad to do so. Folks always ask me, how did you get involved at, you know, at these levels at such a young age? And it's, it's very simple. My wife believes in it. And we both have a strong desire to want our kids to see the work that's being done in conservation. Well, you know, after we're long gone, we want them to continue that and pass that down on to our grandkids or, or any other people that they can touch. It's easy to volunteer your time and donate resources when it's something you strongly believe in. It's something that I've, 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 I'm very passionate about. You know, it's, it's very easy when you believe in it. And I believe in the mission of the NWTF and, and everything that we got moving forward. I'm young and not typically, you know, not typically someone that's getting involved at, 
at a national level at this age, and I hope that I will be able to help younger generations get involved and buy into our mission. I'm really talking about the folks that are in their 20s and 30s, and this is where the R3 program is vital. We're recruiting new new hunters at a younger age, but we're not really retaining them, and we're losing them during their middle stages of their life, and then they're coming back later on as they get established in their careers and in life. And I would like to change that and show the the middle generation that, you know, what we can do now is, is, is important for our future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you said is so true. I mean, I can't tell you how many people I've run across that know that I like to hunt and fish. And they say something to me of along the lines of, well, I'm, I'm, getting back into deer hunting or I'm getting back into fishing or whatever it happens to be. And I say, well, why did you ever get out? Well, you know, I, I used to do that as a kid with my dad and just sports got in the way and school got in the way and this or that or whatever else got in the way. You know, we, we moved away from the family farm. We didn't have an opportunity to do it and whatever it happens to be. And then the next thing out of almost every single one of his mouths is, and now I've got kids and I want my kids to experience what all the outdoors has to offer and I want them to get involved in it. And so, yeah, I, I see that, what you just said all the time. You know, people get out in the middle stages of their lives, whether that's college or high school or, you know, whatever it happens to be. And at some point in time, they want to get back in it. And we all know because we're involved in it now that it's difficult if you don't have any connections you know it's for us in the south hunting clubs are very popular well if if you've not been in a hunting club for the past 10 years how do you know how to get into one how how do you know what is a good one to get into you know where's some public land if we can't afford to hunt private land or a hunting club so yeah i think that the the whole recruit retain effort is huge so good deal. Well, yeah, it's, it's very, it's very huge. I think it's going to be one of the things in the future that it's going to take all conservation organizations coming as one, you know, to, to really combat this, you know, loss of hunter numbers and loss of hunter percentage. It's really going to take a collaborative effort to, to, to get, to get out of that hole. But I think, I think that everybody's that are involved with it now, as far as the R3 movement are, are committed to it. And I, and I, think that's going to be very important for this, our success yeah. as a whole. But you are correct, but we, there's good things going on. I, I love seeing these college chapters. You're starting to see college chapters of the National Wild Turkey Federation. Right. And that's very positive. I mean, I think that's a fantastic thing. I think that's a focus that the organization needs to move towards, trying to get a chapter in every college. I mean, because mm-hmm. that's just touching – younger folks and, and piquing their interest and right yeah i agree with you well tell us the story now of your most recent successful turkey hunt whether that was a fall or spring hunt and one or two things that happened during that hunt or that you did during that hunt that to help make that hunt a success for you well the story of the most recent turkey hunt would go back to the spring back in may where i was with two friends of mine that are very involved with our local chapter, we were in Nebraska and we were turkey hunting one afternoon and all three of us was sitting in a blind trying to 
get on these turkeys and it's late in the season and it was a piece of property that uh, had been hunted by an outfitter so the turkeys were pretty pressured and we were sitting in a blind and and had these turkeys come by and could never call them in but they ended up roosting 60 70 yards right from where we were at and we ended up having to set in the blind it didn't get dark till late out there so we ended up having to set in the blind to almost 10 o'clock before yeah. we could get out yeah and it was late and we ended up getting back in there not even five or six hours later two hours before it even thought about getting daylight trying to sneak in there and we ended up shooting three birds so that was wow. the most recent success um and unusual because i've never done anything you know set that late before we could move out and got in there that early so we didn't bust the turkeys off the roost right so that was that was a pretty that's that's one of the most memorable turkey hunts i've ever been on just because of all the outside things involved with it yeah yeah so what do you feel like it was that helped to make that hunt a success you think watching them fly up obviously was was a huge part of that i would imagine absolutely knowing where knowing where they were knowing where they were at was 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 key and just the patience with that and and uh, well and knowing that the turkeys were very pressured was was huge in that uh, they really didn't pay any attention to us the night before or the evening before so those were things that added to the success were they responsive to you the next morning to your calling yes yes they were very responsive yes yeah um they were obviously used to doing their thing during the during the day going where they're flying down and then coming back to the same spot but they were you could you could tell that they were you, they had been hunted before quite a bit um, right but they were responsive right off the bat so that that was probably key to the whole success of the hunt was being there first thing yeah yeah very good those nebraska birds are a lot of fun they are very fun Mm-hmm. well fantastic shane man i appreciate your time this morning and you know i know you've had a kind of a hectic schedule here over the past week or so you and i've been trying to get together and just between your schedule and my schedule haven't been able to get it worked out but i'm glad we were finally able to get connected and get this done so that everybody could get to know you a little bit better and i appreciate your time and appreciate your wanting to jump in and and help us all out on a national level with the NWTF. So thank you for running for the board, and I wish you a lot of luck in the election. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. It was great to talk to you. Good talking to you, too. Have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. All right. Goodbye. Okay, I hope you liked the interview with Shane. He's a really nice guy, and I'm sure he'd love to have one of your votes for the board of the NWTF. So keep him in mind. And again, I hope to bring you guys the final two interviews next week so that we can get our ballots submitted and express our desire for the direction of the NWTF. All right, next up for you guys is a little turkey soup. You know, I told you earlier that we're 93 days away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. And we're getting close to the time of year where we need to keep an eye open for tag application deadlines, limited access hunt application deadlines, and other news that's related to upcoming spring turkey seasons. So I'll be keeping a closer eye on the turkey news for the next few months 
and trickling more of that out to you guys each week in order to not let anything slip by us. The last thing that we want to do is have a trip out of state planned and we miss the opportunity to put in for spring turkey tags because we didn't know when the deadline was. So those are the kind of things that I want to help you guys avoid over the next couple of months. But right now I want to tell you about our first ingredient in our bowl of turkey soup for the day. And that is... All right, that is all that I have for you guys for the free portion of today's episode of the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you would like to hear the rest of the turkey soup today, and there's some good stuff in it, especially if you're going to hunt out of state, then you will need to become a subscriber to the premium content of the Turkey Hunter podcast. And in order to become a subscriber to the premium content of the Turkey Hunter podcast, all you need to do is send a text message to the number 44222, and that text message should say Turkey Hunter. Make it one word, Turkey Hunter. Send that to 44222, and then all you have to do is follow directions from there. You will eventually receive a link from me that you can click on even on your mobile device and you can set up your username and password and pay the $18 per year annual subscription fee for the premium content of the Turkey Hunter podcast. Your $18 annual subscription will get you not only the premium content for this week and not only the premium content for our past episodes as well, but it will also get you the premium content for the next 52 weeks. It's a steal at $18. There is a ton of content that is locked up in the premium subscription. So if you haven't joined already, come on in. The water's fine. We'd love to have you as a premium subscriber. And with that, I'm going to ask you for my favor this week. And my favor is please tag a turkey hunting buddy on the social media post on Facebook and Twitter this week for the show. If you do that, that would be a huge help for me and a huge help to the show. And with that said, thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.